Support for today's episode comes from Dame Products, a sexual wellness brand with a goal of closing the pleasure gap for people with vulvas. What I love about this brand is that the products are versatile. Even if it's advertised as a clitoral stimulator, you could use it on your nipples. You could use it on other parts of your body. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 10% off your purchase by using the code Boonie10. That's Boonie, all caps, one zero. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on thebooniebreakdown.com. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Boonie, and you're listening to the Boonie Breakdown podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. Welcome to episode 196 of the Boonie Breakdown podcast. This week, we have a solo episode. I had to pivot. I had two uh, people who were scheduled to record. They both had to reschedule, so life happened. So we moved my solo episode up a bit. Look, you got to be flexible in life because that is the one thing we can always count on is change. So since it is a solo episode, I figure it's been a little minute. My last um, episode where I was solo in this season was a preaching sermon. (laughs) Even though I got really good feedback on that episode, it definitely was a little preachy. That was episode 191 if you want to go back and listen to it. Uh, But this one I say, you know, it's been a minute. Let's do something light. Let's do something fun. So you guys know what I'm known for in a solo episode, a five spot. So Stick around for the conversation. Oh, and since it is a solo episode, we're going to change it up a little this week. No pick of the week, okay? We'll we'll talk later. We'll talk later about some things, all right? So no pick of the week this week. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Not now. All right. <laughs> First up, last week's episode, Big Mama Your Arm <laughs> with the homie Sheikah. You guys really appreciated this funny one. And so many messages I got was like, you know, I got to watch the movie now after listening to this episode. So we did a review, a shits that hits different episode about the movie Soul Food, which I personally think is a black cinema classic. But a lot of us had the same kind of commentary on it. It is not a movie that you seek out and watch, but whenever it is on or you see it playing, you will always watch it. And I kind of agree with that because it had been a long time since I'd seen Soul Food um, because we watched it before we recorded. So it wasn't us going off the dome remembering all those things. Sheikah and I both watched it, refreshed our memory, and then we were able to do the dialogue. Um, But I think so many of us looked at all of the characters a little different being grown now. And so if you did not check out last week's episode, I encourage you to do so. It was so many good laughs, even over in the Patreon group chat. So many people were like, I was cackling at my desk so early in the morning. Thank you guys so much for this episode. So again, go back and listen to last week's episode and watch the movie because I'm curious if some of you guys, now that you watched the movie, you were in agreement or you like, nah, you and Sheikah were tripping. So I'll still feel DMs about soul food <laughs> only through Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. Um, last week, we released our sixth annual Boonies Black Friday shopping guide. It is a small directory of black owned businesses that you can support this holiday season and beyond. So I will link it in the show notes, um, but it's also just head on over to the 
on the main page. It's right there. Click it. It'll take you to the list. Also linked there are the lists from the previous five years. So you can go back if you want to look for some more things. We have uh, businesses and clothing and accessory and home and lifestyle, food and beverage. Uh, there even is a kid section. So I, you know, you know, y'all know I don't got no children, but I have to shop for kids. So sometimes, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, be sure to support that. Also, you guys may not know, cause it's been a while since I put something over there, but there is a YouTube channel for the booty breakdown. <laughs> um, we dropped a new video. What is a new segment that I'm trying to do? What's in Boonie's black on shopping bag. So head on over to YouTube to check that out. I promise these videos I filmed a few weeks ago and I just have not put them up, but I'm, I need to find a way to put some level of consistency into YouTube. So I'm working on that, but go over there and check out that video. Also, I hope you're following us on all social media. That's on Facebook and Instagram at The Boonie Breakdown. On Twitter, it's just at Boonie Breakdown. When sharing this episode, be sure to tag us. Put in your Insta stories, send the tweet, share the Facebook status, right? Use the hashtag The Boonie Breakdown and the hashtag pod in P-O-D-I-N. It makes it so, so, so easy. And if you don't want to do that, you don't want to follow us, at least can you give us a five-star review over on Apple Podcast app if you listen on any Apple device. All right. If you're already following, you just have to search the Booney Breakdown and just go to the page and then you're going to scroll down a little bit and then you're going to see those blank stars. You're going to fill in all five of those stars once you tap on that fifth star. That's it. You're done. 10 seconds. It takes no time, but it helps us out so, so, so much. So uh, that is it for me. So let's get ready to break it down. All right, guys, we're here for another Boonies 5 spot. If you're kind of a new listener, because we have gotten some new listeners, shout out to Ratcheteer Gang over in Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to Ratcheteer Gang in Birmingham, Alabama. (laughs) I see y'all, like, I don't know, out of nowhere, um, Columbus, Ohio, Birmingham, Alabama, and it was one other city. It's escaping me right now. But you guys have really shot up in the cities for my top downloads. So shout out to Ratcheteer Gang in those cities. Um, I appreciate all the listens, all the shares. This is not what I wanted to say, but I had to get that shout out out the way. All right, (laughs) let's get to it. If you're new here, this is where I was going. If you're new here, when I do a solo episode, I try to make them a little light, a little funny. Um, sometimes we got to go deep. Depends on what's on my spirit. But this is a light funny one. I call it a five spot. It started when I used to blog and what made it easier for me because I didn't really find I didn't have a niche. I just wanted to talk about everything, a lot of random fucking shit. And so I did a five spot that allowed me to talk about the most random things. Actually, it started as a Facebook status. I used to do these Facebook statuses every day as a five spot. Then it morphed into the blog. And so now when I do solo episodes, we based off the same five spot criteria. So welcome. You're in the know. You're in the fold now. You get it. All right. Number one, we have to talk about insecure season five. And I mean, like, really talk about it. I'm not fucking moved. Um, <laughs> I, I used to... I, I guess I am putting pressure on the show because it's the final season. And I feel like all we know that's happened in four fucking episodes, we know that Issa broke up with. Okay, wait a minute. Spoiler alerts if you haven't listened. But we know that Issa 
broke up with Lawrence. Her and Molly became friends again. And she's going to give it a go with Nathan and Lawrence and Condola are having a terrible co-parenting situation. I feel like we didn't need four fucking episodes to get all of those points. And as the final season with 30 minute episodes, and we're probably only going to get eight to 10 episodes tonight, we'll be halfway through the season. And I feel like nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. I feel like the one episode was a complete filler episode. Like it, it, I, and I get the theme that they're trying to get everyone to face their legacy. Um, so I'm not feeling it. I'm really not. I was rooting for it, but nothing about this season so far. I'm having trying to stay hopeful. I'm trying to stay hopeful that they'll go out on the bang. It's going to uptick these last few episodes. The series will go out on a bang. It will end on a high and we'll be like, yay, we love Issa. We love Insecure. But guys, I got to be honest, I'm not that hopeful. I also have to say thank God for Kelly still. Uh, Thank God for the one cameo we had of Chad. If it were not for them on the show, the show would be actually quite unbearable. Um, So while I'm talking on it, I do have to speak on the whole uh, wearing of the Greek letter situation. Um, I had a major problem with that. It is not my organization of the letters that uh, old girl wore. What's her name? Tiffany wore. They had her fucking dripped in pink and green the entire fucking episode. So I think it was just a bit egregious for her to actually wear their shield and their letters. Cause, and I get people are saying it's only because people hate Amanda Seals. No, you ain't have to wear the letters. Like we, they drove the point home that she was an AKA and we've known that the entire series. Then people are like, well, Molly had a cup. Yeah. She wasn't wearing them fucking letters though. That's the difference. So (laughs) that's all my two cents on that. It was just unnecessary of her to have that sweater on. It was just completely unnecessary. Um, I think my other little gripe too, is just like, I really wish Issa would have ended up with someone out. Like maybe it's still coming, but like give her a new nigga. I still don't think it's too late in the game for her to be introduced to a new nigga. Like Nathan is cool. I love his voice, but he still did what he did. I know he had his issues, but I don't want to see Daniel face. I don't want to see Nathan. I don't want to see Lawrence. I would like her to have a new suitor. Okay. So yeah, um, let me know what you guys are thinking about it. Some of my group chats are kind of feeling the same way. It's just really falling flat. Nothing's popping off. And I think Sheikah said over in the Patreon group chat that Issa said we were going to hate the ending of the series anyway. So I'm just kind of like, oh, am I going to hate this whole fucking season? I might. All right. That's it. Number two. It is another TV segment. This one is actually also on HBO, but it's on like HBO Max. So if you have the app, I think it's a HBO Max original. I'm not sure how that works. Like stuff is HBO, but then some stuff is HBO Max, but it's all together. I don't know. I don't get it. But I have to shout out, and I think I binged this in two weeks, the series Love Life. And I feel like not a lot of people are talking about this. Like... (laughs) I want more people to talk about this show because it was really, really, really good. And so it is a 
anthology series. So it's only been two seasons, but each season focuses on a different lead character. And, but even though the main character from season one was woven into season two with some cameos, but she wasn't a major player, but she had cameos. And so it talks about love life. Um, and it's on a journey with these characters from like their very first love to their last love and the people along the way and how their friends play into it. And I know everyone talked about, um, I know everyone talks about insecure being the relatable shit, but I feel like the second season, okay, let's back back up. Everyone talks about insecure being very relatable. The season two focuses on follows a black guy. And so there are more black people in the second season. It's really centered on black people. And I felt like that series, that second season of Love Life was more relatable to me than Insecure, really. And I know Insecure is, it's important, but Love Life really hit the fuck out the park. Like, no shit. Um, It was just, it was really, really well done. Uh, I will even say the first season, I think it's so funny. So many black people I've talked to, y'all racist. I'm just joking. But so many black people are like, oh, I ain't even bother watching the first season because it was a white girl. And then they just jumped right into season two. And so the lead character in the first season is Darby. She makes cameos in the second season, like I said. But I will say both seasons are worth the watch. The, the, her, her white girl mess was some mess too. And Marcus is the lead in season two. The show is so well done. And I really just don't hear enough people talking about it. So I really, this is going to be my pick of the week. But I was like, it's no point in doing a pick of the week if I'm doing a five spot. So if you have not watched it, then I really, really need you to watch. The only gripe I had about the show. And the first season had more episodes than the second season. (laughs) And I think it was like 13 and 10. But in the second season, like, you had his sister. I loved her. You had um, uh, Jessica Williams, if you remember from, two, I think it's Two Dope Queens, the podcast. Uh, she starred in it. But it was just, and then you had the Black Aunt Viv was in it. So go watch it. Go watch it now. You're going to love it. You're going to be like, Booney, you were right. But it's giving me a little bit more, or gave me, because I binged the whole thing. But it gave me a little bit more that Insecure is giving me this season. And I hate comparing shows, but it is so good. So just just, just go listen. Just go listen because I told you to. All right. Number three. Y'all, I'm about to rant because I just can't no more. If you are like me, you still maybe have some student loan debt. If you are like me, you have probably paid the original balance of your student loans and payments. If you are like me, (laughs) even though you've paid the original balance in your student loan, you probably somehow owe more than your original balance. And if you're also like me, you have taken full advantage of this period of time during the pandemic when we have not had to make payments and they still count it as a payment and you are in current status. If you're also like me now, because you have not had to pay your student loans for the last 20 months or so, or ish something around there, 
you actually had some fucking disposable income. If you're maybe like me and, and, and you were able to use that money to pay off some debt, buy some things, get some things fixed around your house, stock a savings account, buy some stocks, you know, get a little money market account going. The point I'm trying to make here is <laughs> without having the burden of these motherfucking student loans as a fucking ball and chain on your wallet, You've been able to do some things with your money. And even if it wasn't any luxury splurges, it was just the comfort of having cushion and padding. Because I'll be honest, I send in a payment. I think my payment is like $580 a month. That's all of my shit consolidated, right? Not having to pay $580 a month has really been beneficial in my life. And so now these motherfuckers have the audacity to tell us now that in a couple of months we need to start paying again. And I'm not for it. I am not here to pay the five. I don't want to pay the five anymore. I do not understand why these have not been forgiven. I am pretty sure it was a campaign promise that um, President Biden would be forgiving some portion of this. I see him making way out of no way for some people with some, you know, people who are permanently disabled. Yes, they have their loans canceled. That's great. But what about the rest of us? What about the rest of us? I have proclaimed on this podcast several times before that if they cancel student loans, I would be out here buying a car. I would buy a new car. I would spend. I would be hood rich. I have money to do so. Come February, I will have no more. That big pool of discretionary money is gone now. And I've been used to it for almost two fucking years. And so now you're wondering, the economy is booming, inflation is high as fuck. And now you're going to make people be saddled with a bill again. I also want to go out here and say, fuck Kamala Harris, because she had the opportunity when she was president for 20 minutes, she could have had legislation. (laughs) She could have signed something while he was getting that colonoscopy to get rid of these student loans. I would have held her down I would have applauded I would have been you know exalting her name from the mountaintops but here we are two more months (laughs) and now we're going to have to fucking start paying these motherfuckers back and I don't want to it's so funny KG shared this meme the other day about you know somebody was like Mr. Mr. Biden I remember when you in July this you had on a gray t-shirt with the slacks and you said you were canceling student loans I tweet Biden every day and another one of my friends is like them tweets don't mean shit you got to do a write-in campaign I'm fine okay who do I send the letters to I need to send she told us we need to write letters to the Department of Treasury, it could be the same letter, the White House, the Department of Treasury, and the Department of Education, because they have to go on the record. They do not look at tweets for the record. So I might get a little writing campaign going. I need to research really more into that. And I want to make her tell me all the specifics. But we can't pay to five. This is ridiculous. It is re- Cancel these shits. Money is made up. Y'all sit here and just print out a trillion dollars to pay for roads and highways. Okay, we'll cancel this. We haven't paid in two years and nothing collapsed. The economy is booming. You know why? Because people have fucking money to spend. It is not rocket science. Cancel these fucking student loans. And when I'm saying cancel student loans, I mean all of them. Private. I know the government can't do a private, but I wish they could. I just want to cancel everybody. I don't want stipulations, no income stipulations, no job stipulations. Don't look at nobody's tax return. Just literally go in Sally Mae and hit delete file. 
and let us move on with our fucking lives because I am tired. I'm tired. I am tired of paying the fucking five on something because that's the thing that bothers me so much about student loans. No other debt really works this way. (laughs) No other debt works this way. When you have a mortgage, when you have a car loan, you pay your payment and the balance goes down. I'm not understanding how I have been paying for the last 10 years and my balance has only gone up. What kind of magic sorcery is this? What? In the words of the great Baltimorean Monique, make it make sense. Make it make sense. It don't make sense. So, okay, in the rant, but if I do a write-in campaign and I need all the racheteers to gear up the motherfucking pens and envelopes and stamps because we got to do something. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. So number four, speaking of Monty, (laughs) you guys may not know this about me, but my friends do. I like to look at expensive things. I like to know a lot and I follow trends of certain brands that I like Chanel, Louis Vuitton, all that stuff. Now, let me also say this. I don't own any Chanel. I do have one Louis Vuitton bag that I brought a gazillion years ago. Um, I don't splurge on those types of items. Really, it's very rare. You know, I I got like a pair of Fendi sunglasses, you know, little shit like that. But I'm not the girl. And I I love those girls because I look at all their pages who have every, the latest and greatest Chanel, the latest and greatest Dior, the latest and greatest Prada. Birkins, all that stuff is fucking phenomenal. But when I'm saying speaking of money, I have been, I don't know if many of you know that the price of the price, yesterday's price is not today's price for Chanel bags. And I've always wanted one. I just want a classic black, not a maxi flap anymore, but I'm not a boy bag fan either, but I like the reissue bags. Some of y'all listening, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But these are different types of Chanel's. For your record purpose, now the price of a Chanel bag that I would like is now about $9,000. This same bag, like 10 years ago, was not $9,000. This same bag, not even three years ago, <laughs> was not $9,000. Chanel has had two price increase or three price increases in the last two years, which have been like thousands of dollars. And so I'm saying this to say um, to my younger self now that, you know, I wish I had just taken a refund check and brought the fucking Chanel bag in 2004 or five when the motherfuckers was only $1,500 because look at that investment. That same $1,500 bag is now almost $10,000. That is a sound investment. That is better than any investment on Wall Street. <laughs> that is the ratchet side, people. That is not responsible. I should have took taken out another student loan to get the Chanel bag then. Because I can't, I can't pay $10,000, $9,000 now to get a Chanel bag. But if somebody wants to gift, if you see me with one, somebody gifted it to me. If y'all ever see me with one, somebody gave it to me. Somebody gave it to me, but I I love them. They're gorgeous pieces of leather, but I can't pay the five. <laughs> if you have a gel, a Chanel bag, 
I may be like jealous of you for like two seconds, two seconds. But I'm also like, yes, bitch, she did it right. Kudos to you for getting the Chanel bag. So fucking random, but I had to say my piece. The price, yesterday's price is not today's price. So I must um, give the number five spot, the last spot of this week's episode to Miss Adele. I didn't know her last name, so I had to Google it. It is Adele Aitkins. <laughs> Adele Lori Blue Aitkins is Adele's real name. Um, shout out to Adele for giving us 30. I must say, I vastly enjoy 30. Way more than I did 25. I have to hand it to her because... It is so like, you know, everybody's like Adele is sad music, get ready to a cry, et cetera, et cetera. I will say for me, I did not cry. Um, my standout songs, um, My Little Love, fuck with it. Woman Like Me, fuck with it. To Be Loved, fuck with it. Hold On, fuck with it. Personally, in my opinion, the latter portion of the album hits a little bit more for me. Once you get to All Night Parking through the end, I feel like those are flawless. The lyrics, they all hit, especially women like me. Um, yes, women like me was one of those songs for me that gave me such peace and validation because I'm like, something is wrong. Why are these men so broken? We have talked about this over on Patreon and in a Patreon live event we had with Vanessa of Vagistine. Um, I've spoken about this numerous times with Chico on the podcast it's something, it's a disconnect between men and women, and I'm not getting it. I wonder, too, I need to have somebody on from a same-sex um, couples, because I'm curious, are the communication flaws and gaps this wide in same-sex couples, too? <laughs> is this just a relationship thing, or is it a heterosexual relationship thing? I'm pinning that for the future. But the fucking lyrics for the song, Woman Like Me, the chorus goes, complacency is the worst trait to have. Are you crazy? You ain't never had ain't never had a woman like me it is so sad a man like you could be so lazy consistency is the gift to give for free and it is key to ever keep to ever keep a woman like me god damn it Adele you have summed up everything I feel like the consistency part is you can't be consistent for three weeks and then fall the fuck off I'm not gonna go in the whole sermon but I felt like this song right here, it touched my soul. That one touched my soul. So if you have not listened, I encourage you to listen to uh, Adele's number 30. Also, if I had to give a ranking, because I was saying this to a couple people over the weekend, for me, her album's 21, then 30, then 19, and then 25. I did not enjoy 25, um, but... You know, it wasn't a bad album, but I just felt like oh, it, it was it's my least favorite, obviously. So, um, yes, but shout out to Adele. Well worth the wait. Such a solid album. I'm sure she's going to rack up at the awards. So just go ahead and, and everyone be mad. I don't think Beyonce is dropping anything. So she won't steal album of the year away from Beyonce. So no one has to be mad this year. <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? All right, we're closing out this week's episode with a confession. 
If you are new here, every now and then you can go on over to theboonybreakdown.com and drop a confessional. You can email it to us at the Boonie Breakdown. But we have a good one here for you all this week. This one was case of the bad kisser slash crushing on a stud. Hey, Boonie. So here's my confession. I broke up with my ex almost a year ago. But while we were together, things weren't the greatest, especially during the last year of our relationship. My number one problem was that he was a bad kisser. Kissing and lips are so important to me, but I let it slide because after all, he was a great guy. Long story short, that was a mistake, LMAO. I would constantly fantasize about kissing my other ex who was an amazing kisser, the absolute best. He's no good for me, but I miss him all the time. Honestly, I want him and only him on my quarantine bay roster, LOL. While having sex with my recent ex, I would also fantasize about fucking my coworker. She's a stud and I was very attracted to her, her personality, and we got along really well. She's also 10 years older than me, but you couldn't tell by looking at her. I miss her too, but we stay in contact and talk every now and then on IG. I know it would never get past friends with her, but it's still cool having her around. Ooh, this is a multifaceted confession. So peace be with you, my ratcheteer. I must, I have to comment on the, the, the case of the bad kisser though, because <sighs> this may be ratchet. People may judge me. And I too, like you, Jenna K who sent this in. I too, like you went against my better judgment and went with someone who was a bad kisser. And I, it was a bad mistake. So I really feel like uh, if someone's a good or bad kisser is a really good indicator of a lot of things. <laughs> I really do. So I feel like if I ever encountered a bad kisser again, I would run away as fast as I could. I would not pursue any further because just like you, Kissing is important to me. So thank you for sending in your confession. Again, you can send those confessions in as well. You could just use the contact form on boonybreakdown.com. You can choose the email, theboonybreakdown at gmail.com. They always stay anonymous unless you want us to say your name. All right. So that is it for this week's episode. I also would like to remind you all that Dane Products is a great sponsor of the brand. They help us keep the lights on. So if you use the code Booney one zero, that's Booney all caps at the link in the show notes and on the BooneyBreakdown.com, you can save 10% off of your order. I think through November 30th though, of 2021, um, they're offering 20% off the whole site. So you don't even have to use my code if you want to save a little bit of extra right now, but if you use my code, that helps too. <laughs> um, it is Thanksgiving weekend. And if you are celebrating with your families, please be safe. Please be safe. Have a great time. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any apps that you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget to leave those five star reviews, five stars, five stars. You might hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media, share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing. Okay. Have a dope ass week. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. Yes, those are all key during Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Home I stay. Until next time. <laughs>